It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's going on, lacrosse fans? Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. For Lax Class 248, it's Jake Elliott at Santino Ferro with you here on what is a gorgeous Tuesday morning. Tino, this might be the earliest I've ever recorded the podcast here as uh, we're both up uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed here in the middle of Founders Cup. It's the middle of a heat wave here in British Columbia, and uh, I barely have a couple of sips of coffee in me. But we're going to try and crank out a podcast for you because we're both kind of busy dudes this week. Uh, welcome back to Lax Class. What's going on, dude? Yeah, I think people are probably going to be able to hear it in my voice. Uh, <laughs> how, uh, Told how much you got to pace yourself, Tino. Got to pace yourself. Well, I mean, keep in mind, it wasn't just, I mean, so we're recording on a Tuesday morning, so when people are listening to this, we'll be in the middle of day three of the Founders. Mm. But keep in mind, so we did day one yesterday. Uh, I just finished a week full of McDonald Cup games as well, so we did like 19 games in five days. So it's not just the grind of the Founders Cup that I'm dealing with, and it's not just being tired and early in the morning kind of thing. Uh, I just had a full week of games, so my voice is, uh, I'm feeling it right now. That Chugging pack, tea. It's that pack of cigars you choke back every day as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back, man. Thanks for, for grinding through it here. And uh, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, man. It's coming. So summer's been a haul. It's uh, more to go here. And we got lots to talk about on the podcast as well. So Let's buckle in here, man. Uh, we got, uh, what do we got? We got, with two Ts, we got Nate Wade of the Nanaimo Timberman. We tried to get Nate last week, couldn't do it. We got him this week, and the captain of the Timberman will join us in period number two. We got quick sticks and wax glass locks in period number three. You're welcome, classmates. A uh, little disc golf parlay came home, Tino. We'll talk about that in period three. Stallions and report cards here in period number one. And I don't know, man, uh, do you want to recap the first uh, day? I know we only got a few games under our belt here. Well, let, why don't we do the, the McDonald Cup first? Because that's where your attention has been focused. And uh, shout out to Cranbrook, the Black Wolves. Get it done at the McDonald Cup. Yeah, and, and it was like an unbelievable finish. And and truth be told, I'm giving one of their players my my stallion this week um, for just the unbelievable performance that he put on. But the tournament as a whole was incredible from start to finish. Of course, the first day of any tournament is a little bit scrambly because everybody that's behind the scenes organizing and all the volunteers and everything, people are exactly that. They're trying to get organized. So the first day is always a little bit shaky. Um, by the second day we were in full swing, everything was, uh, working as planned on the broadcast. We were getting a ton of great feedback, just tons of people, whether they're sending us messages or coming up to us in person from the arena, we're coming up and keep in mind, this is tier two lacrosse. So, I mean, the weekend prior, we were doing the tier two provincials, but for the most part, a lot of these players don't really get, uh, coverage and don't really get their names talked about on broadcast and stuff. So a lot of these parents that were watching from home, the Cranbrook fans were unbelievable. Anytime I would, I would 
say any request for, Hey, if I need confirmation on a name pronunciation or, or whatever, I would have like six people from Cranbrook sending me messages. Six. And then by the end of the tournament, they were sending me pictures of where they were watching from just nice. some incredible views out there. But yeah, the black wolves come out on top, just a wild finish between the black wolves and the sandwich express. Um, and yeah, I'll talk a little bit more about that when I go into my stallion later on, but it was it was such a good week. It was so so good. All right, uh, I had uh, my girlfriend's or you know my girlfriend's. <laughs> Did I mention it's early in the morning. By the way, to you know, uh, oh, I've, been, uh, <laughs> I've been getting a few messages over your uh, little oh you sl- have little slip up there last week. People <laughs> people quite enjoyed. Uh, they thought maybe like I paid you to say that. Yeah, like, I, I saw some you- tweet. Somebody was like, who paid Tino to say that one line? I was like dying. Oh, my God. Anyways, it was my daughter's birthday this uh, this weekend. So got a chance to hang out with her a bit. Went down to Locarno Beach. I actually, I don't know what I did, but I buggered up my, my leg, my other hip. Like, I got a new hip, but my old hip. I might not. I might need another new hip now. I don't know what happened. Something pretty bad. Uh, so no disc golf. For the foreseeable future, which uh, has me a little bit rattled here, Tino. But uh, I think I'm making steady progress each each day here, and uh, hopefully I'll be back on the course before you know it. But uh, screwed up my leg a little bit, had a nice little birthday party, watched some lacrosse, and uh, that was about it for me for the weekend. Man, you're old, hey? Yeah. Going on your, going on your second hip? Yikes. <laughs> you just wait, sonny boy. You just wait. Uh, I mean, listen, dude. Like a lot of, a lot of miles on a on a big frame, running on concrete for a lot of years, and uh, this is what happens to guys like me after they kind of crest uh, crest the the pinnacle there, man. You you it starts to go the other way on you. So I I know uh, you've been running and gunning and senior C there for a little bit. Uh, enjoy the years while you can, you know, <laughs> because uh, they don't last forever. I'll just I'll just say that. Yep. All right, uh, let's do it. So I can't even do the voice this morning, Tino. I'm, I'm, the coffee hasn't kissed. It's report card day. Settle down, class. Today is report card day. Today is report card day. It's report card day. I take out my report card. Throw some cheese on it. I take out my report card. Hey, throw some cheese on it. Throw some cheese Uh, report cards are brought to you by Mitchell Jones Real Estate. Uh, sorry, boy, Keith Gagne. Pump out a nice little clip of Mitch Jones setting up Jordan McBride in game three of the WLA semifinals. Uh, maybe we can hit on that here quickly. Bellies and Thunder are in the WLA finals that gets going on Wednesday night. So that means, Tino Farah, that the Man Cup will be played on the mainland for the first time since 2017. And I get to call a Man Cup since the first time since 2011, which I'm quite, quite fired up about. I'll just say that. But anyways, Mitch Jones, he plays lacrosse for the Sandbellies. He also sells real estate. And the common tie there is that Stonehouse Realty backs both the Bellies and Mitch Jones. At Mitch Jones Real Estate, they understand that buying a home is one of life's most significant decisions. And that's why they're committed to providing exceptional service along the way that is tailored to your unique needs. 
But it's not just about buying. If you're looking to sell your property, Mitch Jones Real Estate Marketing Strategies will ensure maximum exposure, attracting qualified buyers, and securing the best price for your domicile. Uh, Mitch Jones Real Estate, look him up on Instagram if you want, at Mitch Jones 4, or give Mitch a call. That's the best way to do it if you ask me. Nobody picks up the phone anymore, Tino. It's all texting and DMs and all that. Just give Mitch a call. He's very nice. He's pleasant to chat to. 604-916-6772. And if you have any questions about real estate or if you have a place to sell or need a place to buy, Mitch Jones Real Estate, powered by Stonehouse, is your guy. Report cards, Tino. What do you got? I, I want to put together like a little like piano jingle to play when you're doing the Mitch Jones. Do it. I dare stuff. you to do that, Tino. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know how to play piano. I can play the guitar. I can. I'll try to. Maybe Some, I'll throw give me something. Uh, but going on with the report cards, uh, I'm going. I'm still. I feel like I've been positive all summer long for the most part, and I'm going to keep it that way. Okay. Which uh, might be a shock to some people. Cough, cough, Evan Schemenauer. I don't like sound negative most of the time. <laughs> Excuse me. We roll on here. Yeah. The positive train continues. And I'm giving a big A-plus to our pal, Randy Clough. Oh, man. Were you about to give that? That was good. Yeah, yeah I, I thought you were going like, negative this week. No, well, I mean, I can. But I, like, I was going to be, uh, what do we, yeah, I was, I was, Man, okay. okay well, I'm no, going to no, continue no, no. on. Yeah, you go, you go. I'm going to continue on here. And hey, what, whatever. If we both got the same guy, we both got the well, same. Well, this is going to be my stallion, not my report card. But. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we've already talked a little bit about the McDonald Cup. Um, that was Randy Clough's brainchild for essentially the last two and a half, three years. I remember he brought this up to me one of the winters that the XLL was running when there was no no other lacrosse going on. And he brought up how him and somebody else were going through somebody's garage and they found this old cup and then Randy was, was learning about it and found out that it was this old junior B uh, Western Canadian championship. And he had the idea like, Hey, let's bring this back. Um, originally the first tournament or the first championship was supposed to be last summer. There was some stuff behind the scenes. It, it essentially couldn't really happen, um, but he stuck with it and was able to make it happen for uh, this past week. Uh, obviously a lot of work behind the scenes and, and just an incredible tournament overall. He revamped the trophy as well, trophy as well, uh, renamed it the McDonald cup after Fraser McDonald, who was in the arena there for the trophy presentation to Cranbrook, which was just incredible. Um, got a big round of applause from all the players and all the fans watching on and stuff. Um, and then after that, not even a full day's worth of a break. And we roll into where we are now currently with the founders cup, which Randy is, you know, the, the head of over here in Poco right now. And, you know, he's been so easy to deal with. Like I said, the first day is always a little bit scrambly. Honestly, I don't even really think the first day of the founders was that scrambly. I think no. probably because he was in the full swing of things already from the McDonald, but even in those times on day one of the McDonald cup, when it was a little bit shaky, he was still, like there to put out any fires that there may have been. And by the second day, it was funny. He was like in the booth with us for a lot of the tournament because at times here and there, he had to play the role of DJ or PA announcer. And every morning he would come in with like a new playlist of music ready to play. And he was like, Hey boys, I got some new music for you. And he was like all fired up about it. It was really funny, but just the, the work behind the scenes that Randy Clough has been doing for the past year oh, for Tanner. the founders yeah. and the past 
two and a half to three years for the McDonald has been incredible. A lot of people don't see it, and it deserves some serious recognition. So A-plus to Randy Clark. Yeah, triple A-plus to, to Randy and, you know, Extreme Threads who continue to sponsor every type of lacrosse event you can imagine. They, you know, they're the, the guys that are doing all the gear for teams here in BC. They pretty much dominate Alberta. They're spread out through Ontario as well, and they've really become like the the mecca of, of lacrosse apparel throughout the country. And uh, Randy and, and Connor, for that matter, have the best intentions at heart when it comes to growing the sport of lacrosse. Like, he just wants to see the game thrive, and and, and he's uh, very meticulous. He's very organized when it comes to this sort of stuff. Sometimes I think he takes a little bit too much on his plate, and he gets a little stressed out, which worries me from time to time. But, man, oh, man, it, does he ever put on a, a great event and – what he does for the sport here, in particular in British Columbia, he's now on Lacrosse Canada's board for sixes as well. He's just a he's just a driver of the game, a, a, a true pioneer. He's a good friend of mine, and and I'm happy to have Randy Clough in in my circle, and and I know you are as well. And the sport is so much better off with him uh, for all the things that he and and Connor and Extreme Threads do for for the game of lacrosse. So I'm really glad you you spotlighted Randy. Um, because he, I don't think a lot of people really realize everything that that guy does uh, to kind of make things go. And and uh, low recognition here on the pod is is truly truly deserved. So great pick there, Tino. But uh, I'll give you this. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to give my stallion to Randy as well. I'll, I'll try and find or figure out somebody else. But I'm, I'm really glad you you picked Randy and, and gave him an A plus here for report cards. So. For my report card, I got two again this week, Tino. One very positive, one very negative. I will highlight the positive here quickly. Um, I mentioned last week about the Burlington Blaze not webcasting the Ontario Junior A lacrosse finals. And I'm not sitting back here going, you know, they listened to the podcast and all of a sudden the webcast came out. That's, That's not what happened. They've been working on this for weeks and weeks and weeks just so happened the timing worked out pretty perfectly that we pumped out a podcast and then next thing you know game six available from burlington to watch the blaze beat the northmen in the ontario finals in six games and punch their ticket to the minto cup for the first time so burlington i I told you if you get the the game up online your letter grade is going to change in a hurry and you're getting an A this week, not only for getting the game up online, but for going to the Minto Cup for the first time. What a what a series and, and performance here from the Blaze to get past the previously undefeated Orangeville Northmen. Their only four losses came to Burlington in the Ontario final. Uh, pretty incredible stuff. So shout out to Danny Mack and the gang there. Uh, look forward to seeing them in Edmonton at the Minto Cup along with the Mounties the Miners, and the Adnacks. Going to be a fun tournament coming up. I guess that's like next week. Crazy. Um, So Burlington, well done. On the flip side of things, Tino Farah, uh, I'm taking it over to the area of Whitby. And I honestly, somebody sent me this uh, through my DMs on Instagram. By the way, people, I don't want to get off on a different tangent here, but my new thing, like when some donkey gets into my DMs or on my posts or whatever, 
Just block and move on. That's my new thing. Just block and move on. Forget it. Don't think about it again. And your life will be so much better. I can't. I, I, I honestly, I can't believe this. This is a U9 lacrosse team in Whitby that was involved in a game with Six Nations, I believe. Uh, this was at the Provincials. Again, this is U9. I just want to read the penalty list off to you. 642 in the first period. Kicking. Kicking. 10-minute penalty. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Making a travesty of the game. High sticking. Kicking again. Kicking again. That's three kickings, Tino. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Taunting. High sticking. Slashing. Making a travesty of the game. Then there's video of a kid kicking a player U9 on the floor. I don't know what is going on at Whitby and who is coaching this U9 team, but I don't, like both me and you have never even seen the penalty making a travesty of the game, never mind the three kicking infractions. What the hell is going on here? Oh, sorry, I thought you were continuing. No, I'm, I, I, like, I don't know what else to say <laughs> about this. First of all, it is, I mean, I said this to you the other day as well. It's it's low-key kind of hilarious that there is a call labeled as making a travesty of the game. Yeah, that's one of those situations, like, uh, obviously they're kids, but, like, how, if you're the coach of that team, man, how do you, when you see these continuous things going on, your players are kicking other players. I pulled players, my team off the floor. That's what I was saying. That's what I was going to say. Like, how do you not, hey, guys, <laughs> clearly, clearly we don't get it. We're out of here. Yeah. That's, yeah. This, just stop it right there. And then also there was some video that, that was part of that post of some parent in the fan doing, I mean, we've ranted about this time after time after time of just people getting crazy in the stands. And I don't mean crazy as in like they're going nuts, like yeah. in a good way. I mean, like losing their mind and putting their negative attention towards these kids and their lacrosse tournaments. stuff like that. It's just insane. Oh, so I don't know. It's like, Exact that sigh you just let out is the exact correct reaction. It's like exhausting. Like, how is this stuff still happening? How do we still have to talk about this? Like, and it was figure U, it out, people. U, U nine and against the Six Nations team, and I don't know if there was anything underlying there or not. But yeah, parents were into it in the stands, just making an absolute mockery of things. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's so disparaging to see stuff like this, like three times kicking travesty of the game parents whooping it up and screaming and swearing at each other in the stands for a u9 game like i just i i'm at such a loss with that like i really i don't even know like how you get to that point in your life where a u9 lacrosse game means that much to you as a parent in the stands where you feel like it needs to go there and as a kid where you feel the need to kick somebody during a lacrosse game at nine years old. Like, what is happening where that, it gets to that point? I, It's unbelievable. Shame on Whippy U9 coaching staff, management. The, I don't want to shame the players because they're nine years old, but holy shit, man. Like that, I don't think I've ever seen a penalty summary like that in any lacrosse game, never mind a U9 game. So figure it out, Whippy.
Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say quickly about that as well. Is like a reminder that to everybody that these are kids. Um, and uh, I mean, not to say that the kicking is nullified because they're U nine, but remember that they're also like they're still developing, and that inc- that includes their brains. Like they're still uh, like oh, they're sponges. developing their emotional their emotional responses and stuff. So sometimes, like on the playground and stuff, that like these sure. kind of things happen for sure. That's where it's on the coaching staff to get that kid off the floor, get him out of the game. Like, Hey man, cool sorry off. that you're not going to have fun anymore, but you're done. This is, this is over. Yeah. And then you reset for the next It one. almost That's... looked like they, I mean, by the summary, you know, it, like it, it looks like they were encouraging it and yeah, the video too. And like, I, anyways, there's your report cards. Uh, Burlington, good. Whippy, bad. Uh, Randy Clough, very, very good. Let's mount up Tino and head for the Stampy Tax Sables. Nay, nay, Morning horse noises. Here we go. Right? Nay, This this might be the ugliest horse noise I've ever made. I don't know if we're <laughs> we're gonna see here. I can't wait. <clears throat> Actually, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> if you do say so yourself. <laughs> Ah, Stampede Talk and Western Wear Stables for this week's Stallions of the Week. Danny alerted me that there is a brand new shipment of boots, and apparently she likes every single type that has come into Stampede Talk and Western Wear. I said, well, Christmas is right around the corner. We might need to make a trip uh, out to Stampede Talk, but we'll see. Uh, new boots are in, so head to Stampede Talk. Out there in Cloverdale, they've been there since 1966, or hop online, stampede.ca, where shopping online is still shopping local. I haven't done this yet, Tino. I don't think you have as well, but apparently brand new selection of boots are in at Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Get them while they're hot. Boots at Stampede Tack. Stallions of the week. I was going to go with Randy Clough. I still might uh, because I think he deserves it, but uh, give me your stallion this week, Tino. Yeah, so just so everybody knows as well, I think that the, an easy pick there, it could be uh, Deacon Knott because of what he did for Burlington. Um, but again, with the with the heart of the of the um, the stallion, uh, I don't want to go with quite as obvious of a pick here. So I'm going to go back to the McDonald Cup, and I'm going back to somebody that was playing for the champion Cranbrook Black Wolves team, a guy that probably nobody that listens to this podcast has heard of. His name is Wyatt Fancy. And listen to this stat line because he played five games. He had 22 goals up to 25 points. And in the final game uh, where uh, by the end of it, it was nine to eight was the final. Uh, He had seven of the goals, including the game winner scored with 25 seconds to play on the power play. It was just like any time Sanich found a way to climb back, this kid, Wyatt Fancy, would just rip one home again. And I, I want to also say like, 
So I said earlier, this is tier two lacrosse. So some people's expectations of tier two may be pretty low. And I understand why they may think that this was pretty high quality lacrosse. That Sandwich team was legitimately really good. I If if that Sandwich team was in a, the tier one league, they would have beaten a lot of the teams. Mm. The Cranbrook team, they went, they play a lot of teams from over in, uh, in like Alberta and stuff like that. Sure. They had a 16 and 0 regular season. I wasn't entirely sure what to expect. Like, I don't know what the competition was like over there in their tier two league, but this Cranbrook team just continued to get better and better. This kid, Wyatt Fancy, was scoring at will throughout the tournament and finished with a seven goal performance in the final game, including the game winner. It was crazy. This kid's a gamer and deserves some legitimate recognition. I think it must be pretty fun to announce goals for Fancy, too. Yeah, it was, I, I was really, it was hard for me to not take the easy joke no, of saying like fancy footwork yeah. and stuff. I was trying to stick away from that, but. Uh, great pick. First off, I, I, you know, now that I'm kind of thinking about things here, I want to, I want to give a, a quick, I might be pandering here a little bit, you know, but I'm going to give a stallion to Patty Gregoire. Oh my God. He called seven lacrosse games <laughs> in a row. I can, he showed me, he goes, I'm about to do my seventh game in a row. I said, that's impossible. You cannot do seven games in a row. He goes, oh, yeah. So he shows me a screenshot, and I honestly like, I didn't read it properly because I saw Saturday and Sunday. I'm like, there's two days there, man. He goes, no, no. Like, actually count the games here on Sunday. He started at 8 a.m. with game number one, and game number seven was at 8 p.m. Oh. Him and Cooper Perkins back to back to back to back to back to back to back seven in a row at the uh, collegiate box championships back there in Utica. So I'll give it to him and to Cooper for for grinding through that. There is something I have never done in my career: seven lacrosse games in a row. So pretty impressive stuff there, and also just as impressive, I would say was Connor Robinson in the WLA semifinals against Nanaimo. Four games for Robbo here, Tino. First game, six goals, one assist. Game two, five goals, two assists. Game three, five goals. Game four, three goals, three assists. For a total of 19 goals and six assists in four games, Captain of the Thunder leads his boys to the WLA finals. What a heater C-Rob was on in the semifinal. Yeah, and he showed up actually at the McDonald Cup to help hand oh. out some hardware. Well, that uh, there's the definition of a true stallion right there. Yeah, and pretty cool as well for some of these kids uh, to be able to meet an NLL champion, hopefully en route this season to a Man Cup as well in his eyes. But yeah, uh, like the pick, Connor Robinson. Um, he's just been, he's been rolling, especially since getting back into the lineup. He's fighting a little bit of an injury there early, but nothing for Patty or uh, coop. Uh, I was watching the, oh yeah, it's incredible what they're doing. I was watching this morning. It was the, the bird dogs versus the guardians. I think when I was, when we were getting ready to record here, I had that on in the background and you could tell like, I mean, it's a pretty early game, so obviously the voices still have to be woken up, but you can tell like they're saving their voice a little bit. It was very, very like when you've heard both of them call goals before, like you're expecting excitement and they're still doing a great job, but it was just funny after so many games in a row and being such an early game, listening to uh, such a softly toned voice of Pat Gregoire. 
uh, for an early morning game. It was good. Shout out to those two. They're, yeah. they're incredible. And I'm looking forward to a couple of weeks from now as I'm heading back to Oakville, and I'm going to get a chance to call my first lacrosse games with Pat Gregoire. Uh, Shani and the lacrosse boss will be back there as well, but uh, I've never called a lacrosse game with Gregoire. I've done one with Matt. I think I've done a couple with Shani, but never Patty. And uh, I'm looking forward to the week in Oakville as I think things are just about all set there as well. The schedule is out. And uh, so we're just about to uh, Prezi week back in Oakville as well. So things are kind of coming together here. Uh, Now I'm totally lost, man. I think that's it for, for Stallions, right? Yeah, I think we're uh, okay. It's up way here. too early here, Tino. I'm losing my marbles right now. Uh, the brain is not functioning properly quite yet. But uh, there you go. Welcome to the stables, Connor Robinson, Cooper Perkins, Pat Gregoire, and what was your boy's name again? Fancy Wyatt. Fancy. There you go. Fancy. Well, by the way, uh, Kent tweeted at us there last week. He got a little clip of the podcast there, Tino, and uh, was quite quite pleased and and proud that uh, he made the stable last week. Oh, see that Brody Kent? Your I guy. didn't see that, yeah. but that's that's pretty sick. I got to give you access to the Lax Glass account. You've been saying that for the better part of a year. Um, <laughs> Do you want it? Like, I don't even know if you not want really. It. Okay. Honestly, not really at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're blocked. Uh, <laughs> let's get let's get to break and let's talk to the captain, the Nanaimo Timberman, Nate Wade. Will join us on the other side. Keep it right here and stay classified. This is Anthony Kalinich, and you're listening to Lax Class. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified as we move into period number two, which, of course, is always brought to you by Rycor Construction, where they make it stand out at Rycor interior and exterior renovations, kitchens, bathrooms, fences, decks, pools. Anything you need renovated, Rycor will do it. And when they do it, they'll make it stand out for you. Go to www.rycorconstruction.inc or check them out on their socials at rycorconstruction.ca. Facebook and Instagram and see their handiwork for yourself. As we welcome a first-timer to Lax Class, it's the captain of the Nanaimo Timberman, Nate Wade, Join us here on the program. Uh, up nice and early, Nate. You're at work. What do you do for work, man? Welcome to Lax Class. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I'm actually a plumber, so my family owns a plumbing company over here in Victoria. My grandpa bought it back in 74. They brought my dad in, and now they've dragged me into it. So I'm the third generation of Phil Ballon plumbing. Okay. What about Dallas? Is he a plumber too? Uh, he's he's working in the construction industry. So his his dad um, works at Verity, and Dallas is kind of in the office doing a bunch of that stuff uh, there. He doesn't have the, the workman like That's why he's more of a transition guy, and you're more yeah, of a... Yeah, I know. He, he's more of the running type. I'm more, more of the stay-at-home, lay the hammer down type yeah. of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, obviously things did not end as you were hoping in in the wla season this year but man i i think a lot to to be proud of there in nanaimo this season nate uh you know there was some some turnover some turmoil with with the coaching staff and you guys still found a way to to have a really good season there as a whole in nanaimo um just maybe talk about that year and and what it was like going through all that kind of stuff well, yeah, first off, I'd like to say how proud I am of like the group we had this year. Um, it's never easy when your head coach steps down mid-season. 
Um, I actually spoke with them about that after we lost the series to Langley. Like at that point of the season, you know, I think we were six games in. Um, we easily could have just packed it in and said, you know what, we're done with this year. Um, let's figure out again next year. But it's kind of, we all came together. We kind of grinded it out as a group. Um, John and Brian stepped up huge and kind of took over control of the bench. And, you know, it's kind of a group that just never gave up on each other. And like I said, I couldn't be more proud of the group and how we battled through adversity and everything. But it kind of seems it's always that way up in Nanaimo. We're always battling something, with whether it's, people getting hurt or people just not being able to make the commitment. But this group we've had the last couple of years has been awesome to play with. I like your use of the word grind there because that's the the word that keeps coming to my mind when, oh, when we're talking Tino about Tino Farah, by the way, Nate Wade. Yeah, hey, Nate. Nate. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> um, but I, I remember earlier in the in the early stages of the of the WLA season, we were looking at some of the cool bet odds and and the Timbermen were kind of middle of the pack, more towards the lower half. And I remember saying like there's some pretty good odds there. If you want to sprinkle some money, like that's kind of an underdog team that, that likes to chip away and, and are kind of never really out of it. Is that a mentality that you guys embrace behind the scenes? Like maybe a team that people kind of overlook, but you still find a way to grind out a ton of wins. A hundred percent. It is like, we go into every game saying like, we're going to set the tempo. We're going to try and outwork this team. Like even games where it's against teams that aren't higher in the rankings. Like those are actually the hardest games to where you actually have to really grind it out because you can easily sink down to their level or you can keep pushing the pace. So that's just kind of, we've always had that mentality up in the Nanaimo where it's, we're going to set the tempo. We're going to grind these guys down and hopefully come up with a win at the end. Here with the captain of the Nanaimo Timberman, Nate Wade. And, and this, you know, little thing we're doing here on Lax Class over the last little bit, Nate, is is talking with each captain, ca- convo with the captain of each WLA and, and MSL team. And I always ask guys, like, how it came to be in Nanaimo for you to, to get the C on your jersey. Was it a coaching or a management decision? Was it a team vote? Um, nobody else wanted to do it. I'm just kidding. But tell me how you came <laughs> to be the, the captain of the team. I'm actually paying Bowman $50 a game to get the C on my jersey. Um, no, it all started out like when I first got to Nanaimo, we had Brody Eastwood as our captain. And um, he was a great captain. You kind of sit back, you watch and learn, kind of see the tendencies of other captains you've had throughout my career. And then we had the COVID years and he he got married, had a, had a kid and all that stuff. So when I was talking with Bowman, um, he was kind of telling me, you know, this is your time to step up as a leader. Um, I had never thought I was going to get a C or anything just because, you know, I was only a few years in the league and everything. Um, but then the coaches came up to me like right before the first game of last year and announced that I was going to be the captain. So, you know, it's it's a great honor. Um, I love the group of guys. I have a great leadership behind me with Tyson Rowe, John Phillips, Adam Wiedemann, and all that stuff. So, yeah, no, it's kind of a coach's decision. And, you know, I'm very happy with it. And let me let me ask you because you know you're a Victoria guy, and when the team in started drafting Shamrocks, Brody was maybe the first guy to say, you know what, I don't know if I want to play in Nanaimo. I'm a Victoria guy, and I don't know if I want to go play there. It was it was Niner, it was Caleb, and he said, listen, like come try it for a year or two, and if you if you just can't do it or you don't like it, then then we'll move you on. But we're not going to do that unless you kind of give it a shot here. What right. about you, Nate? You know, you're a Victoria guy as well. You grew up wearing the green and white, and I'm sure that wasn't a, an easy move for you to, to slide up the Malahat and pull on a t- Timberman jersey. But 
I mean, you're supplanted in there now, and it looks good on you, but, you know, what was that mentality like for you going from Victoria to Nanaimo? Um, I think one of the easy things to transition from that was actually having people like Brody, Conrad, Brandon Smith, all those guys, because when I was younger, I got called up and I get to play with them. So looking at the roster and seeing that there's 15, 16 different Victoria guys there, that's it kind of just gave me the idea of like, okay, I can do this. Like, I'm going to enjoy this. And um, now here we are, I think six years later, still driving up the Malahat for home games and practices. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed my time up there. It's been a great experience. Um, well, maybe you know, I'll, I'll yeah. hog the conversation here for a sec, Tino, because I, you yeah. know, I've been in Victoria in, in the Q center. I've been in Frank Green arena to, to watch games and, I tell you, you know, Frank Crane's probably one of my favorite arenas to call games from. Just kind of the perch and the view you get there at the Crane. Right. But the other thing is, is the drummers in there, man. And I, yeah. I absolutely love the indigenous drummers that show up to Timberman games. It gets me fired up, especially, you know, when I was playing games in North Shore and stuff. Like, there was nothing better. And I'm sure you kind of get that vibe and that feeling in Nanaimo when you're out there playing as well. It just kind of gives you an extra gear, doesn't it? Oh, 100% it does. Like, when you get those drums going, like, it just kind of boosts your energy levels even more, um, especially when we're on defense or when we're playing, oh, just how much louder they get. And, like, even Tyson Rose's dad, he got given a drum now. He's joining them awesome. and everything. So it's just great seeing all the involvement and everything. Um, I've heard rumors from Tyson that even when we're at away games, um, his dad's sitting on the couch playing his drum. So that's awesome. I just, I, I love it. It's awesome. It brings a great atmosphere to the Frank Crane arena. There. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong here, Nate, but just so people know, Tyson Rose dad is, is a lumberjack. Is he not like he's a woodsman that wields yeah. an ax around. Yeah. He used to, yeah. I think he used to be a logger. I think he's working more in the mills now, Okay, okay. but yeah. So, but you know, I know he's it's a rugged dude just, is where I'm going. Yeah. They're, they're a big family, a very big family. I wouldn't want to mess <laughs> with any of them. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm just going through the Timberman roster here and, and I'm kind of reminded about some of the young guys you have that are, that are playing some pretty key factors on the team. I'm looking at Ryan Sh- uh, Sheridan as well as Justin Getty. Um, what can you say about the development that you've seen from these two guys specifically, but maybe a few of the other young guys in the team as well that are stepping into more and more bigger roles as they, as they progress here. Ryan Sheridan's going to be an absolute stud. He's a weapon. He is a, weapon. He, is a he is a man child. I think he's what? Six, four, six, five, 220 pounds. And he's 21 years old. He's got mean streak too, Nate. Yeah. Like I didn't know he had that. Cause like, he back in 2019 he was getting called up and playing for us he was a 17 year old i think yeah or something like that 17 18 and just seeing the way he plays and seeing that other side of him with that extra effort this year and he was a loose ball machine in the playoffs like it's he gets that goal his whole mentality changes and he became an absolute man child out there and it was it's awesome to be a part it's awesome to see and then justin getty he is he's going to be a very good goalie He's steady in the pipes. He has the confidence you need as a young goalie. And the, the future's bright up there in the Nanaimo. Yeah, and then, you know, he could probably throw guys like Colton Lidstone. And, and I know Willie Johansson didn't uh, finish the year as he picked up an injury. But there is a lot of yeah. good young pieces surrounding that Timberman roster, Nate. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, the young the young group. Um, yeah, I'm one of the old guys on the team now, which is weird for me to think about. Um, <laughs> I'm the 28-year-old running around out there. But, um yeah, I know the young core that came up last year with yeah, 
Lid Stone, Johansson, the Susie brothers, yeah, like they're, yeah. they've improved so much, even from junior watching Evan Susie play last year to this year, he figured out in the off season how to score in transition, which is great. Like it's, um, so and I think having both the Susie brothers on our team, they, they challenge each other, they push each other and it's been a huge improvement for their game. It's hard to believe, like uh, you mentioned junior, I'm thinking back to 2016 when you're with Delta in the Minto cup and I'd like oh, yeah. watching uh, a young Nate Wade out there. And uh, here we are like seven, eight years later, man. Um, now you're a national lacrosse leaguer as well. Uh, Forgive me here, Nate. I don't know what the contract status is. Panther City for another season down there in Fort Worth. I was I was in Panther City last year. I'm actually still in the process of signing with someone this year. So okay, and you, fingers you, crossed, uh, happens soon. You don't want to break. You don't want to break that news on the podcast here. You're in negotiations. <laughs> I, I don't know where I'm going yet. There's, okay, there is some talks with some teams. Uh, it'll be coming out soon. Well, I'll just say this: I hope it's nice and close to home. Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay, that'd be very nice. Tino, are you good, man? Uh, I just want to go through. Okay. Just, I know you. I know you've talked about uh, a handful of guys on the roster here as well. I just I like to ask with. I mean, going through and half of your guys' roster are playing in the NLL. So I don't know if there's any people that are really unknown guys at this point. But are there any that come to mind? Maybe some guys that are on the team that are on the verge of making that jump towards the pros that that some people might not have heard about yet. Uh, there's some young, well, there's some young guys that haven't been drafted yet. Um, then even people like the Susie brothers, I know Evan Susie hasn't been drafted yet. Uh, Graydon got the chance in Vancouver last year. I think he was there for the first four weeks. It's tough. On who's it's, on our team. I mean, it's tough, Nate, like to, to crack yeah. the roster and sometimes oh, trust you, me, I know. Yeah. I mean, and, and listen, <laughs> sometimes you need to, to get a little sniff and get a little taste and then go back to the yeah. drawing board and have another good summer season. And, then get another crack at it. And I kind of feel like that's the way for Susie. Like he's yeah. now, he knows what it takes to get there and, and to be there. And, and I think he's worked hard enough on his game to, to make the next level now. Oh, I agree. And he's in great shape and seems to never run out of energy, which is, must be nice. Um, <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, I no, feel just guys I like it. him. And then, but then he's also learning too from people, people like Adam Wiedemann, who's, He's another stud. Like that guy coming to our team last year has changed the whole dynamic of our program. Like no he's a guy switch. that wants to win. No off switch on that guy. Yeah, no, it's. I could it's, not believe he was awesome. playing after he went down in game one. Couldn't even walk, and then there he is in game two. I don't know what he was uh, on to to be able to play in those <laughs> games, Nate. But man, what a what a warrior that guy is. You know, I give credit. I don't know if you guys know who Mama Bear is. Oh yeah. But I give her credit for keeping us all walking. She's probably one of the best things that's ever happened to our team. The amount of energy and time she puts into us is something I'll always be grateful for. And she's the reason that we're all able to continue through that round. I actually saw Mama Bear yesterday at the Founders Cup. She's hanging out with the Aquasasne boys. Okay, yeah. She was talking about doing that. I mean, she was hoping we'd still be playing and she could say, no, she's too busy for that. But um, yeah, no, honestly, Mama Bear is a lady that has kept us all healthy. Even when you get injuries where you think you're done for the year, she finds a way to help you treat it and you're back the next game. And so then you got a real indigenous I to her. Sorry, Nate. I keep cutting you off. But you got a you got no, a real in, indigenous spirit around that team with uh with Crawford Seaward as well yeah. and, and Chuck Seymour. Like it uh there's a nice little vibe around that that Tim Ruin team with the indigenous flavor you guys have. Yeah, no, there completely is. And then before every game um Chuck will do a, a like a little war cry with us and you know it's something that just 
growing up, you never really learn the history of it all and all that. Yeah. And kind of being up in Nanaimo, it was like, you learn more and more every single day. And even when Tony was there, like, you learn about the ancestors and you learn about that stuff. And they really brought in the indigenous stuff into our program. And, love it. you know, it's something that I love hearing about, enjoy, like, like getting more and more knowledge every single day about it. But yeah, I know the work guys, I know, uh, Ty Klarner, he's been doing a bunch of the media stuff. He's yeah. trying multiple times to try and, uh, get in there, get some the... videos of it, but yeah, not happening. Yeah, no, it, it's awesome. Tino, now are you good? Now I'm good for questions. All right, Got the uh, last one in. Nate, uh, really appreciate your time here on Lax Class this morning. Uh, the sea looks great on you there in Nanaimo. Mm-hmm. We'll be keeping an eye on the transaction wire on the NLL page and uh, hope to see your name pop up there in the coming days. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. There he is, captain of the Nanaimo Timberman, Nate Wade. And we, Nate's never been on Lax Class before, Tino. And you never know, like, when you get a guy on for the first time, what kind of interview, what kind of guy he's going to be. That was fantastic chat there with Nate Wade right there. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was a, that was a good conversation, good talker. And it's funny as well, just like a, a glimpse behind the scenes, just so everybody's aware. Um, <laughs> stupidly, like I hear the name Wade and I just immediately think Victoria. <laughs> yeah. So I was like doing some prep and I was going through the Victoria so roster. I was like, what Nate the hell? Anywhere. Why is there, why is Nate Wade not on the roster? I'm like going through and I finally said to Jumbo, like, why is he not on Victoria's roster? And he's like, because he's on the Timberman. <laughs> Oh, great. Cool. So, so there you I go. Just grab a little yeah. bit, but we got there. Yeah, we got there. And and speaking of Victoria, just three teams remain in our convos with the captain. We got the Shamrocks left. We got the Peterborough Lakers left. And we got the Six Nations Chiefs left. And then we're done with all our captains. So just three more to go. But uh, great shot there with the captain, the Timberman, Nate Wade. And uh, maybe we'll try to line up Matty Yeager next week from the Shamrocks. Or we might leave. I uh, kind of want to do Shamrocks next week, I think, because Peterborough and Six Nations are still playing so that kind of makes sense so there you go period two is now done which means just one more period to go here on ep 248 lax class locks and quick sticks are on the other side keep it right here on the lacrosse flash podcast network associated labels and packaging a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service with 40 years of experience an extensive product catalog and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey, this is Joan Ardellis. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified, throwing the game one podcast at a time. Into period three we go here on Lax Class. It's Jake Elliott Santino Ferro with you, and you just heard from our friends at Associated Labels and Packaging. As uh, I mentioned there last week, I think, uh, Carter Ashworth uh, actually suited up for the Surrey Rebels in the McDonald Cup. Uh, Tino, I don't know if you remember calling Carter Ashworth's name or not, but he is the son of Sean Ashworth, who owns Associated Labels and Packaging. Go to AssociatedLP.com. That stands for Labels and Packages. If you need a label, you need a package, it's the clear choice here. I don't know. Honestly, I don't even know any other labeling packaging businesses. So maybe I'm a little <laughs> bit biased. But when you got a company that's been around for 45 years, you got a company that focuses on people and ethics and quality. Why would you not use Associated Labels and Packaging if you need a label or a package? Pretty simple decision if you ask me. Associated Labels and Packaging, best in the business. P 
period number three, Tino. I'm, again, still a little sleepy here this morning, but I need to tell you or ask you to subscribe to the podcast, review the podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast. few words down there, hit that five-star review, and then give us a follow on social media as well. If you're not blocked, that is. At Lax Class, at Lacrosse Classified. Email lacrosseclassified at gmail.com, at Ferratino, at PXP for sports. And uh, follow along with the show. Be interactive. And uh, we love hearing from the classmates as well. So don't be shy. Send us a message from time to time as well if you got something on your mind. Tino, also here in period three, we like to do a little thing called Lax Class Locks. It's locked. Quite some time since we heard the money drop on the end of the Lax Class Locks intro, Tino. But no thanks to you, the parlay came home last week. Disc golf hit, Tino. Three for three. Heimberg, Radolin, and Williams clutch up at Idlewild in Kentucky. And uh, the account on CoolBet is now flush once again. Uh, I'm trying to stay silent during the cool bets uh, segment because this is where I said the thing last week. Oh, right. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm nervous and I don't uh, want to say anything. Okay. So proceed. Okay. Well, uh, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I don't know. Let's see here. What do we got? It's the Europe. I figured like, how do we not stay with disc golf after winning a disc golf parlay? Does that make sense to you? Tino? I think we, we got to do this. Do we not? We do. Okay. So I'm going to do something um, quite simple here, I think, is is what I want to do. I probably should have had this prepared before, <laughs> before I started talking into my microphone. But I think we're going to do this. This might be a little, little tougher. We're just going to play a two-person parlay here. And it's something as simple as winning the tournament. I'm just going to pick the men's winner of the tournament and the women's winner of the tournament and parlay those two together. And real simple here, I'm t- Kristen Tatar, Tino, she's from Estonia, and she just dominates the women's tour. Like nobody is even remotely close to her talent level and domination. Like if she starts a tournament, real good chance she's winning. Put it this way. In this tournament that she's about to play in, the European Championship, she is a minus 400 to win the tournament. She's a minus 5,000 to place in the top three. The next closest is a plus 650. So that just kind of tells you how dominant Kristen Tatar is. So we're taking Tatar just to kind of cap off the parlay. And then we're taking Nicholas Antela who is of Finnish descent. So he's European, Tino, European Open. Makes sense here. Nicholas comes over to 
the states to play in, in some elite events and stuff. So he's well-versed over here in North America, but he's in the homeland playing in the European Open. So we're going Nicholas Antela and Christian Tatar to both win the tournament here for the European Open. And what do we got? We got a plus 400 right now, which gets you an even return of 100. Cool bet may juice that up a little bit. So again, now that we're rolling in cash from last week, just lay it all down, double down on this thing, and, and then we'll really be rocking. Tatar and Antela to win the European Open. Any thoughts on that? I approve. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for your service. All right, there's your <laughs> lax class lock, which means just one more segment to go here on EP248. It's time for Quick Sticks. All right, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, quick Sticks. Quick Sticks. They're brought to you by Stampede Tack and Western Wear. What can I tell you? I mean, I saw Kevin Michael Winkler, the, the proprietor of, of Stampede Tack, a couple of weeks ago, and he goes, you know, I haven't really sent you any new ad reads or anything like that. And he goes, you know what? He goes, the business never changes at Stampede Tack. Like they are, they're always selling the kind of the same stuff. And, you know, it just doesn't change there. So I have like pages and pages and pages. So I'm just going to scroll here and find one that uh, he sent me from a long time ago. Did you know that Stampede Tack and Western Wear carries a wide selection of Carhartt? They're a pretty popular brand, Tino. Hoodies, jackets, t-shirts, overalls, toques, beanies. How about a Carhartt face mask? Not many people are wearing masks anymore, but they're still out there. You need some gear for your work crew? Ask them about corporate bulk orders. They even have some Carhartt for kids. Be sure to drop by Stampede Tack and Cloverdale at the corner of Highway 10 and 180th, where you will still find an outstanding selection and collection of Carhartt products. Or you can always shop online at stampede.ca, where shopping online is still shopping local. Carhartt. Get yourself some Carhartt at Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Quick sticks. Let's just kick it off here with the transaction wire, Tino. It's been a week since we talked to you. So where do we go here? Albany. uh, Matt Duncan, Jackson Reed. The Bandits get Bucky back. Calgary signed Derek Lloyd, and I don't know if you saw, but in game three, Derek Lloyd went down with an injury, and it looked like he ruptured his other Achilles. Just brutal for Derek Lloyd. Man, do I feel for that kid. Jalen Chaster's back in Colorado. Uh, The LaFontaine train is now a member of the New York Riptide. Three-year deal there. Ethan O'Connor, former Bandit, now Nighthawk. Uh, Nate Wade's brother, Dallas, signed a two-year deal in San Diego. Uh, Hrushka and Bell are in Saskatchewan. What else? Yeah, Nighthawks down in this. Sheldon Burns back in Toronto. Tyler Hendricks back in Toronto. Damon Edwards, big signing there for the Riptide, along with Mitch Wild as they get him out of Calgary. So the Riptide's defense is going to look a lot different this season. Uh, the Georgia Swarm, we got a trade. Trade Robert Hudson, who was one of their top picks from a couple of years ago, to Calgary in exchange for their 30th selection. And the Swarm also signed the gunner, Jeremy Thompson, to another one-year deal. Bandits get a guy by the name of, uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing this correctly, Matt Vince, I think you say. Oh, two more years for Vino in Buffalo. Chugger can finally sleep at night. 
And then the Warrior signings, we talked about those. Beers, Crowley, Kyle Rubish, he has been rumored to be signing in San Diego. That is now official one-year deal for Rubish. I thought it was two, but they got one here on the website. And Ryland Hartley is back with the Nighthawks for a couple of years. And Brandon Robinson back with the uh, Buffalo Bandits as well. So those are all your kind of transactions. The Minto Cup is set. We mentioned that. Edmonton, the Mounties, the Adnacks, and why am I drawing a blank right now, Tino? Burlington is your fourth team out of Ontario. The President's Cup is set as well. They still have a couple of teams to punch their ticket. I believe the Bucks are up in the Muskies 3-2. to two. I think the Miners are up in their series as well. But Six Nations will be there. Kahnawake will be there. The Oakville Rock will be there. Ladner Pioneers will be there. And then probably the Miners and maybe the Bucks, maybe the Muskies will join them as well in Oakville. Um, Founders Cup, I know like we've done day one and there'll be another day under our belts here by the time this comes out. But it's the Edmonton Warriors, the Aguasasne Thunder, the Onondaga Red Hawks, the Port Coquillum Saints, the Victoria Shamrocks, and the Queen City Kings are your six teams at the Founders. WLA down to the finals, New West versus Langley, MSL down to the finals. It is Six Nations versus Peterborough. Any comments on any of that? Uh, I would just like to uh, remind the classmates here because Jake just likes to let me know every time I have any kind of cold take or anything like that. Mm. I just want to go uh, a little bit back to the time machine and remind everybody that at one point Jake said, that Orangeville was going to run perfect through to the Minto. And it was right around that time that they, no, 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 shut up. And it was right around that time that they started to crumble a little bit. So it wasn't that Burlington had a hot goalie or an offense that was clicking. It was that Jake absolutely sewered them. So classmates, give it to him. I got to block you on social media, Tino. No, you know what, man? I, I feel bad for for Rosie and and Krugs and and the boys there in Orangeville. Like, I, I don't know. I I feel like they they kind of just ran out of gas a little bit after playing such good lacrosse for such a long time. And I don't want to take anything away from Burlington because I think they went into that series with a great game plan and they physically asserted themselves on an Orangeville team that I think was was really banged up, in particular up front. I don't think O'Rig was particularly right either. I think he was battling something. And I don't want to make injuries as an excuse because every team that goes through a long playoff run is is going to battle those type of things. So I'm not taking anything away from Burlington. I just think Orangeville kind of hit a wall at the wrong time. And uh, that's tough to go perfect for that long and then all of a sudden be on the outside looking in. Tough for the Northmen. I had nothing to do with that, though, Tino. That is not... <laughs> You got any other quick six? I think I'm out, man. And I think that was a, a pretty... Oh, we we should talk about the NCBS. Uh, we kind of talked about it earlier. But this is running on the NLL YouTube page uh, every day for free. Patty, Coop, Geikers back there as well. Um, and they're having a lot of fun. And you think back, like, guys like uh, Jake Covet, guys like Jack Hanna, guys like Trevor Baptiste have all kind of come through these collegiate box lacrosse leagues and have made their way to the National Lacrosse League. So keep an eye on these teams here because there is going to be one, two, maybe three guys that come out of here will end up in the NLL draft and be selected. 
you can find a diamond or two in the rough here at this tournament that's going on in Utica right now. Yeah, and it's pretty cool as well that these streams are being offered for free. It's a it's a really interesting and exciting way for casual fans or people like you and I who are a little more behind the scenes to be able to get a little bit more familiar with some guys that are that have a chance to come up through the draft and develop over the years and stuff. So this is a really cool opportunity for a lot of these young guys that are that are continuing to roll through and a, and a cool opportunity for guys like us to learn some new names. I was going to actually, now that I think back of it, Westberg was going to be my stallion this week. I don't know if you heard the story on, on the broadcast or not about Westberg. But essentially, he he played a PLL game in Denver and then had a media availability request after the game, like went in there, ran in there, answered like one or two questions and then said, I got to go. I got to catch a flight. Didn't even shower, jumped on the red eye with Tyson Kike and made his way to Utica to get there in time for the first Royals game that I don't know, was at like 11 o'clock in the morning. So straight off the field, straight to the airport, straight to the arena, and was on the bench for uh, the San Diego Royals' first game there in Utica. That That is stallion-esque there for the Iceman, Westberg. I hope you apologize to everybody else on the flight that yeah. uh, had to deal with nah, him just having blame, not showered. Blame Geik. Just blame Geik. <laughs> All right, that is going to wrap up EP248 here at Lax Glass. We're almost to 250, Tino. A couple more to go. We'll be back next week, every week, with another episode of Lax Class. Uh, this one's coming to a close. I want to thank Nate Wade of the Nanaimo Timberman for coming on the program. I want to thank our fabulous sponsors, of course. Rycor Construction, Associated Labels and Packaging, Stampede Tack and Western Wear, Mitch Jones. I don't even think I gave Cool Bet a shout-out. I was so excited about winning the parlay that I didn't even do my Cool Bet spiel. Bonus codes, Lax Class, get free money. Stay cool, bet responsibly. There you go. Mitch Jones, of course, as well. And to you, the classmates, we're checking out Lax Class each and every week right here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. For Tino Farah, I've been Jake Elliott. And for the fastest game on two feet, and for the creator, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay classified.